So I wanted to go ahead and research myself into all these is over parties. The hashtag is over parties that are going on on Twitter, part of the cancel culture. And we've gotten a lot of people that are getting part of that. Part of it is because of it's just the normal run of the mill that people go through cancel culture. Or then there's also the Black Lives Matter stuff that's really getting people up at odds. And it's been happening so much. It's so common. But I wanted to go and take a look at it. Business Insider actually talked about it a few weeks ago. I wanted to go bring it up here. How hashtag is over party has become the default hashtag format for Twitter cancellations. So Doja Cat, Wendy's, Jimmy Fallon have all been culprits of it. We'll talk all about it right here. So people on Twitter have been throwing parties. They say after party, after party, canceling celebrities and brands for everything. So we got that going on. Plus the other thing they're also doing too is also whenever you see somebody on TV talking about whatever, then all of a sudden, you know, you have the new thing I'm missing now is where we'll see like somebody saying, Oh, look, Woody Harrelson's on TV. That's like some commenter talking about black lives matter. And they'll say it's him. And just a little while ago, somebody just said Henry Winkler, the Fonz, which like, come on guys, leave these two alone. So we're getting that. Now the hashtags that follow the hashtag person is over party has exploded. In the past month we've had Doja Cat is over party. Jimmy Fallon is over party. Wendy's is over party. Chris Evans is over party and Joji is over party. So we've had all this going on and that's what's been going on. It's really bad. So it looks like now the format actually came back in 2015 and 2016. I didn't realize that or I'm learning something today. So the first note of insurance instance of it, excuse me, is Taylor Swift from October 23rd, 2015. Taylor Swift is over party. And it would have several clapping and emoji email, four retweets and 11 likes. But that was the first one. Always goes after that. And then it moves along and now it's become a cancel culture hashtag. So people on Twitter, and the, it's really so interesting how Twitter makes people so outraged. And obviously, you know, we're seeing people getting censored on it. We're seeing people just getting outraged for whatever reason. Wrestling Twitter, I follow for wrestling podcasts that I do. It's so, I mean, really, it's ruthless. It's diabolical. It's evil. Some of the people on Twitter and how it's being done. And we know people that have canceled altogether and we've had people that have also decided to leave altogether we've had we've had people commit suicide from the attacks they got on twitter that's just horrible but it's happened and it's it's gotten so common what can i say now you also have the james gunn is over party we also said kanye west is over party for five straight years <laughs> it's just amazing so the hashtag has managed to capture the sometimes gleeful tenor of cancel culture discussions online filled with gifts GIFs, excuse me, memes and fan cams galore. And most recently we had Jimmy Fallon who did a Chris Rock impersonation wore blackface on SNL in 2000. Again, whatever you've done in the past, it's going to come back to bite you in the ass because that's just the way it is now. Oh, it doesn't matter. We had, you know, things happen at a different time. It's just obviously that, and people were accepting of it before. Or if they didn't call it out then, by 2000, I don't know why it wasn't being called then. But now it's so easy with social media to go ahead and call everything out. So now it's being done that way. So it's the vindictive tone of the cancellation itself. Not only are you calling someone out, but you're also celebrating the living daylights out of it. And some people just like the fact of having misery at the expense of others. Very true. Tags are frequently filled with dissenting opinions as well. People arguing against canceling celebrities or dismissing concerns. 
K-pop fan culture are just as bad. And we'll bring that up. And you can just see also Logan Paul is over party. We've gotten that as well. Oh boy. Now, I don't know who Joji is or Filthy Frank, but we're seeing it all right here. There was a point there. There was another big cancellation that was going on as, as about a part of that. So it's a meme and, and of itself. While the hashtag form has been around, it's become a meme in its own right. So we look along and every, everybody's gotten it. Everybody's gotten the over, over party. And I just feel like what's happening too in internet culture is that we get certain terms that come in and they get old really fast. When somebody starts using it, Chad's, Karen's, that stuff goes by really quick. And I think people are, I mean, you'll see some, some names that'll stick, some that'll become dictionary definitions, but really some of that's just not done well. Stands, you know, it's all coming out, but it's just not, you know, and again, I'm a little bit older trying to figure it out. So the tag has been part of the constant churn of internet discourse associated with some of the most online and opinionated stands on Twitter. Sources of recognizable, recognizable significant, oh my God, significant, signify, signifier. I'm not going to cut this out. <laughs> For the resurfacing of problematic content. While it's clear that many are fed up with hashtag is over party campaigns, um, Mr. GG, a YouTuber, has said this once was called the worst fucking thing that happened to Twitter. And the cancel culture, the backgrounds, it seems to be here to stay. And this is where, in this day and age, you know, this is where I come down with a line of what Tom Likens has said in the past, a talk show host that is also doing his own podcast, and he has his own network called the New Normal Network. Well, in radio, we've always learned, and that was one thing I learned growing up in radio, is you don't want to say anything that you have to apologize for later. And when social media first came into my existence in 2007, because I was around and seeing when Twitter and Facebook were breaking their way right in, and I'm telling you, I felt the same way. I was saying, man, just like podcasting, just like everything else. Watch what you say. Watch what you do. It's all going to be public, and people will find out about it. And I think some people don't realize that's going to happen, and they don't realize that we're going to be caught up in a real big problem that sometimes might hurt us in the end. And again, I can't say anything about certain things that are said out there that might take people aback now. Because for whatever reason, the, you know, everything's changing. There are certain things that are not allowed anymore. And then part of the thing is we're, we're I would think that, you know, we've been a lot of times much more accepting of a lot of different things. Well, we see it in our music, movies, TV, and radio. There's a lot of changes that are going on right now. And I don't think it's really necessarily affected us. I mean, there's social change. That's fine. And I've been seeing the social change. There's been a lot of it that's been, you know, it just goes along with life. I don't think people really get caught up in it. When I see seeing more women, you know, changing their hair color to pink and unicorn hair and blue and whatever they want, or seeing more tattoos or seeing, you know, whatever. I don't know. I mean, seeing much more of a expression of LGBT, body shaming, body positivity, just any kind of things that can be taken offense of are. And there's an ultra sensitivity to everything that's being offended by, that people feel offended by. And for whatever reason, this is where we get white guilt, white privilege, and all these other things that are going on. I don't know what, what this is all about, but the cancel culture, it's, I mean, it's hurting a lot of people. And 
I mean, I don't worry about it so much because I'm not that I'm not any kind of an attention seeker, and I don't have that huge of an audience, and I'm not looking to go ahead and put myself out there to be subjected to anything. Maybe some of my comments are very tame, and I'm not as bold as I would like to try to be. I think there are many comments that I am when it comes to the media. I'm very bold, but when it comes to this, I just feel I feel kind of sad that people were really so caught up on it. And I'll admit, when I'm on Twitter, I do try to avoid, you know, commenting on everything, anything political. I'm trying to, I'm trying to stave myself off, not make a comment about it. I'll admit, there's been times I've written a Twitter post, ready to hit send. I take it back, discard. I've done it many times, and better off for it. And it's just for me, saying to myself, I could go ahead and put it out there, but. Always something in the back of my head that tells me, man, I got to watch out what I'm going to say. I mean, it's always got to be take a little bit before I go ahead and present. Because a lot of things I do is I don't necessarily always go ahead and come on and do something here and record a video automatic because I'm just all of a sudden saying, okay, you know what? Here we go. I'm going to go ahead and say something here. It's fresh in my mind and I'm just going to blast it. And I think people just got to go ahead and start thinking about that now because um, again, we have to stay bold in our opinions, bold in what we're thinking and what we think about things. And that if we're going to have to debate something, then we should not be afraid to debate in discourse. We have to be able to go and have that. We have to fight for the right to do that. But if we don't, I don't know what to tell you. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, not a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. And for me, I'm not looking to go ahead and put anybody down. And roast because obviously people just can't handle that now or you know you just got to find somebody that you're that's going to be okay with you talking to them comfortably without feeling you're going to for fear of that they're going to feel like you're going to ridicule them for whatever reason and it's really interesting where i mean there's a lot of times where i just feel like when i'm if i've ever driven for uber or lyft which you know i've done if you listen to any of my episodes the reason why i talk about ride sharing on this show is the fact that i don't put myself out there to you know get caught up in something i've learned long enough in my years that i don't try to go ahead and just open right up there's a there's a word called tact and about 15 years ago 20 yeah i felt 15 years ago so somebody brought that word to me and i said you know i really didn't need to practice tact tactfulness but that's one thing but then there's also the thing where if we need to defend ourselves for something because of how we feel about something that we need to go ahead and be able to present an argument because I feel I need to say something about something because I don't have, you know, there's certain people I can't talk about certain subjects with. So I talk about this with all of you and that's what I'm here for. When I'm not podcasting, I do this. All the subjects I talk about here on this series, it's what I like to talk about. And when I look at cancel culture, it just tells me everything about how I want to make a difference and try to, if anybody listens or watches these videos, or my audio uh, content, I'm hoping that they find out that, you know, we can't stay away from who we are. You know, we got to be able to go and speak to each other. We've got to be able to go ahead and like live our lives without for fear of, of being ridiculed or for fear of anything worse. We have to be able to be ourselves. I mean, I want to be comfortable with ourselves. And I also want to be accepting of a lot of different things, which I hope I, I've shown that I am. But I'm also not going to try to go ahead and explain why. And I'm not going to try to go and justify myself either. I don't feel like I need to do that. So people are going to say what they're going to say. 
but when people are getting shut out from being able to say anything, that's what I'm afraid. I'm afraid we're getting to that point where people want to go ahead and shut down freedom of expression, freedom of speech, freedom of thought, and bringing this pseudo idea that, oh, we, this quasi idea that we are able to go and speak our minds, but only if we're not offending certain people or certain ideas. Because it's not even certain people anymore. It's people that have certain ideas and certain thoughts and ideologies. Whether the ideologies are right or wrong. But there was a time where you could be right or wrong. And again, like a Voltaire, like Voltaire, the Enlightenment philosopher, would say in the Age of Enlightenment, I disagree with you, but I will fight for the right to disagree with you. For your right to disagree. And that's how I always felt. So cancel culture does hit a nerve because I feel bad for people that are getting caught up in it. And notice it takes all different shapes, sizes, and colors. Everybody's gotten it. It doesn't even matter. I mean, talk about diversity, you know, it's just, it's just not right. It's just not fair, but it's happened so much. And I hope, I would hope that people will go and make, make a change about it and just realize it's not hurting. It's hurting too many people. And it's not helping at all. But I'm just a lowly voice right here. All I can do is start the conversation here. And I hope all of you will either comment below or hit me back up as a, the best way you want to go and do so. And we can talk about it. Have a conversation. Can we still do that?